Geeks. Geeks. Hello and welcome to our Infinity War Geeks special. That's right. We're going to be talking about Infinity War. Uh, so this is not going to be a normal podcast. These are a weird sort of special cars things that we used to do quite often actually we did it for civil war i think and when batman v superman came out we go to cinema we come back at stupid hours like right now it's four in the morning (laughs) 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 and we record a wired sleepy which is very bipolar things to be but yeah like podcasts about our thoughts and our feelings we just got out of infinity war and we wanted to talk about it before we went to sleep to get it up so to be clear to everybody listening uh we're probably gonna have some new listeners so if you're new hello uh head over to weirdgeeks.com weirdgeeks.com and you can patch out to all of our podcasts we have a topical thing that goes up almost every single tuesday we talk about games and movies and we also have a thing that goes up every single friday where we go through horror retrospective franchises right now we're going through romero's living dead but we've done friday 13th nightmare on elm street invasion of the body snatchers child's play texas chainsaw massacre hellraiser and other things as well um, and if you're on weirdgeeks.com you <laughs> can email us through it go to our social medias help support us we do all of this for free so please do subscribe and rate it helps us out now we are not going to do spoilers for the beginning of this podcast try best not to which is going to be pretty small I think probably we're going to do a small <laughs> slice at the beginning yeah. with no spoilers just our general feelings uh, salute to general feelings there uh, of Infinity War and then we're going to give very very clear warning that we're going to be going into full-on spoilers where we just get to say whatever the fuck we want. Um, when we get to that, we're not going to be going through this like we do with our proper film retrospectives where we tear it apart scene by scene. There's no time for that. We don't write stuff down. We just want to watch it and enjoy it. We're just going to be saying stuff in any random order <laughs> that it comes out of our faces because there's a lot to talk about in Infinity War and I don't know how to do that. And once again, it is four in the morning. Yes. It is four so, in the morning. Yeah. Lee, Lee has to sleep. Before he gets grumpy, Lee. I, I'm not sure if this will be coherent or not, <laughs> any of this podcast, but we'll see. All right, so we did it. It's been 10 Woo-hoo. years in the making. You might have noticed when the Marvel logo came up there at the beginning, it had the 10 in there mm-hmm. for the Marvel. See what they did. Very cool. Oh. Very cool. Um, so, um, just very quickly, I'm a big dorky boy um, and I love my Marvel. Uh, I love all my comment things. I have been a big fan of the MCU, even though, as I was just saying to you guys when I got out, I don't like space Marvel. I've been reading Marvel comics my whole life. I'm not a big fan of spacey stuff or Thanos stuff or Infinity Stone stuff. I don't read those comics, but I've been enjoying the MCU ride a whole bunch. Um, And I've seen all of them multiple times. Haruka. Yes. Where's your withstanding with the Um, MCU universe? I was never a big fan of superheroes to begin with. Um, I have watched the most recent stuff in the cinema, mainly with you. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> and um, I think yeah, Owls convinced me to like watch a lot of the old. I mean, not that old, but like um, classic ones uh, to prepare for this film. Um, so I watched what like six or seven films. Yeah, we watched week. like five, and then you went off like a crazy person, did extra homework, and I watched did. an extra couple yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, so we'll get to whether that was useful for you or not. But mm-hmm. Lee, you watch some of the early ones, I believe? Well, I kind of engaged with a lot of the stuff where it's based around, you know, one superhero. So Iron Man and Doctor Strange and kind of those sorts of films, Black Panther. Uh, and I really like God of the Galaxy as well. Um, I've not been a massive fan of the idea of a, of a universe. So this was probably not the ideal <laughs> yeah. film for me to go to. But um, yeah, I have you came kind anyway. of... Yeah, 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 and I, I, you know, I know, I know who the characters are and stuff. So yeah, and to be clear, we went with one other person who's not here, who's our dear friend Christian, who has no real investment in this at all. He did say he'd no. seen like the first Iron Man at some point, yeah, and he'd mm-hmm. he'd, he'd, he'd seen the first Thor and thought it was bad and thought he was in a minority <laughs> for that. We're like, no, <laughs> bad movie. Um, and he was just on his drive uh, or the train drive ride or whatever down here was trying to watch the first Avengers on his phone <laughs> to oh. like catch up ready for this, and I was like. Um. <laughs> not the film to watch on your phone, is it? No, well, no. it's also not the one to probably watch to catch no. up this. But um, no, but yeah, we got some of his films, which we'll get to later. But what was I thought reassuring for people? If you listen to this, thinking and going, um, he hasn't seen many, and he still found it uh, understandable. Whether he enjoyed it or not is besides the point. But he found it was like it worked on its own. Like he could understand most of that was going on. Wasn't too confused and stuff like that, which I do think is an important thing. Yeah, I think obviously you lose out on the subtlety, but 
Definitely. Yeah. That comes with knowing the, the subtlety of oh, well, I was about to get spoilers. Nope, not saying it. No, uh, <laughs> I'm having to censor myself with every sentence. Yes, yeah. Let's be very careful. All right, so let's just quickly then for people who are just tuning in because you're super excited to go and see Infinity War, but you haven't got a chance yet, um, and you just want to know how do we feel about it? Who wants to start? With I really enjoyed it. That you did it. I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> You really enjoyed it? I did really Ooh. enjoy it. We normally don't see eye to eye with the MCU films. No. Uh, well, that's basically, basically because of Thor. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Isn't it? That that's was enough. that's Thor. Well, I knew really like Black Panther. I just thought it was all right. And, you know, there's... Yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything else? No. No, that's kind of it. That's all that matters. But it's basically on Thor because you just... Because you're wrong. Let's just talk about that instead. No, let's do it. Let's spend the whole podcast talking about that. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was great fun. And I think like you were just sort of saying with Christian being able to approach it, not knowing the ins and outs of everything. That's, I was concerned that I would feel a bit lost not knowing the ins and outs of all the previous uh, Avenger, Avenger films. But I, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And uh, there, there were, I'm sure there were lots of story things that I missed out on and some of the characters I didn't really know that in depth, but it kind of didn't matter. And I kind of just enjoyed the ride. And, and what a ride. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, yeah, you don't like, you don't like normally the ensemble films. Yeah. Why was this one different without spoilers? Why was it different? Um, because I think it allowed all the various characters and various groups of characters to do the thing that they do well. Mm. And it, it grouped them together in certain ways that allowed those different styles to work. When we get a bit more critical later on, <laughs> you know, there are aspects of it why. that I didn't quite appreciate in yeah. relation to that. But generally, I felt the tone and feel of the film really worked. Yeah. Okay. You okay. did your salute. Well, you said gen- <laughs> generally. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> and you are generally. So. I like it. I like it. Um, Haruka, as someone who has very recently been put through a whole mm-hmm. tidal wave of mm-hmm. MCU films, how does this one match up for you? I really enjoyed it as well. Um, I loved how... You know, like there were some hilarious bits and some very serious bits. And I thought the balance was great. Um, All the characters were very well um, put together and portrayed. And yeah, I thought it was very enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you're not, you said you're more of a fan of solo ones as well, normally. Like, yes, we, normally, we yeah. I normally don't really like the whole Avenger, like Avengers. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I watched the first one mm-hmm. and i didn't really like it and civil war is kind of one as well civil to be honest. war i liked um more more but, than yeah. others mm-hmm. um but yeah but yeah but yeah but yeah yeah still processing this has been really weird because yeah yeah i mean there's a fucking lot to process with this mm-hmm. movie um i went in kind of scared didn't know how I was going to come out of it. I had all these ideas of what I've been dreaming of for 10 years mm-hmm. to come out of this. You did seem quite nervous going in. I was nervous. I really was. I was prepared to just see it as another Marvel movie. It's like, all right, there are ups and downs, you know? Um, but I know it was the Russo brothers who I've, been, I've really liked. Their two, Civil War and Winter Soldier, are right up there for me in my top three or four you know, Marvel movies. Um, and this is, But this is just so big. What I honestly thought, because we talk about video games quite a lot, Lee. Yeah. And we were talking uh, actually about tech earlier as well with like the future of VR and stuff like that. And I said, the problem is, it's like you get promised all these things and you know mm. in your head, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Nintendo did this or if VR did this? They never follow through. It's never as cool as you hope it's going to be. Like no. ever. No. And this was one of those films was like, I know they're not going to follow through. Like there's all this conjecture, what's going to happen? Who's going to die? How's it going to end? You know, we know we've got another film next year. They're never going to follow through properly. Again, no spoilers. They fucking follow through. This movie's like <laughs> absolutely batshit crazy. And I'm not sounding that excited, but I just want to scream right now. <laughs> I really want to scream right now. Like, I, I, I love that movie so much. As I was watching that movie, so nice. I was like, this is the greatest MCU movie by far like by far it's it's just i need you know obviously go i'm gonna go back in a couple of days and see it again uh with katie um but i just i expected to get out of it and feel a little bit tired like i don't like the big cgi battles there's a lot of big cgi battles Mm -hmm. in this yeah um i didn't know how they're gonna meld like you know coming off of ragnarok which was the lead-in to this really like it really is like that's the lead-in um 
it's like, how do you take that comedy and go into presumably, hopefully, a more serious tone? And they, I mean, sure, it's not seamless, but they do manage to do it. Yeah. And the, there is a big tonal shift with this film. Like, it starts, and I'm used to also the openings for Marvel movies before that Marvel logo comes up being pretty tacky. They're normally like, here's the setup for our story, and they're not normally that great. Mm. And they increasingly involve uh, old actors being CGI to look young, <laughs> which keeps <laughs> happening in, yeah. in Ant Man and in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And in like, but this opening, immediately the music came in, and I knew, okay. They are doing an aggressive U-turn here. Like there is a change in tone. The music was immediately somber and dark. And again, absolutely no spoilers. But we do get an opening that follows through on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a movie that like, I don't know if I've ever seen. Like I get, you know how people feel about Lord of the Rings? Mm -hmm. Because it's this huge epic thing and it means so much to them. Mm Mm-hmm. This is that's how I feel about this movie. Like I didn't feel like about Lord of the Rings. I love the Lord of the Rings books, but I actually felt the movies weren't a representation of my Lord of the Rings at all, um, and how I read those books. I thought they were fine, but and I enjoyed them, um, and I think they're well made, but they weren't my personal thing. This again for something where I don't care about this side, this galactical side of the Marvel universe. Staggering, like just in terms of how they put it together technically from a writing process from like say balancing characters but for me from the biggest thing was just the emotional side of this like i felt things in this movie (laughs) and that sounds really stupid but i don't feel things in marvel movies other than maybe some exhilaration in points or that was cool or you know but i i mean you were walking out you said there were a couple of girls behind you said they cried three times yes Mm -hmm. now they might be stupid people i don't know (laughs) (laughs) who cry at everything (laughs) Uh, I didn't cry, but I felt like it hit me in places. You know, there were part, parts of this yeah. film which did affect me. And I don't think there's any spoilers. Everyone knows Thanos is in this movie. I don't think there's any spoilers in saying, for me, the absolute greatest achievement of this movie is that they humanized Thanos. They gave me a villain which I enjoyed every second he was on screen. Um and just wanted more of him the mm-hmm. whole time. Like I was just, instead of normally, I'm like, oh, here comes the villain and they're just going to get punchy punchy. He was just like, Josh Brolin did such a good job mm-hmm. with him. And he's just got this calm about him that I found absolutely just magnetic. Like I loved it. Um, and I normally find it quite difficult to identify with CGI characters. Yeah. In mm-hmm. that way. Oh, um, absolutely. And, and even, even even then, as you said, like with his performance and also kind of his reasoning for doing what he was doing, you could kind of understand it and you mm-hmm. get behind him. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, completely worked as a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, my usual problem with superhero stuff is that the villain is always, you know, they're bad because they want to destroy the planet or the universe or whatever. And they don't normally get much depth. Yeah. Whereas Thanos was... Yeah, he was fucking deep, man. That was, was a big deep. worry. We went in and I was like, mm-hmm. well, be prepared for just a punchy bad guy in mm-hmm. this because we're just going to have someone who shouts. Because in the post credit scenes in the other films, he's basically just seemed that way. He's just like, all right, he's a dick. And they worked hard to do him differently here. And the CGI looks fantastic on him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he looks great. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, the, the way he sold in the trailer as well, I think yeah. kind of really undersells him mm. as a character. Yeah, I agree. I was prepared to just... Yeah, for him to just be a cartoon character. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think what he says in the trailer is actually in the film. I don't think that's a spoiler. But, no. But uh, yeah, there we are. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, the trailer definitely sold it in a certain way, mm. which is like, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be big and just battles and just mm. an error. And it is very big. <laughs> there are a lot of battles. Yeah. But there is a human heart to it. And the surprising thing is, we've. All, I think they know that we're already with the Avengers and all the other characters because we've had all of the films and I and I do think obviously if you the more of those you watch obviously the more human you're going to find them already as you go into this film so instead they're selling us on Thanos which I think was a really smart move of well we've already got you with these characters yeah this is really introducing Thanos so let's let's make sure that you know we get you on board with him um 
I thought the pacing was so good. There was like a dip in the middle where I suddenly thought, oh, is this the first moment where are they coming off the rails? Is he going to lose it? Like every comic book movie tends to. And then for me, it pulled it back again. Um, but particularly like that first hour where you're bouncing from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, the momentum is like, it's immediately swinging mm-hmm. straight from the beginning. It's like, all right, we're off. We know what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep, keep like, living up and defying your expectations like constantly for me it was like wow i didn't think you'd do that or that soon and then oh wow yeah. i didn't think you'd do that mm-hmm. and then setting up stuff and just like yeah going against what you would expect them to do with it and it felt like as you were saying sort of moving from thing to thing you'd have little sort of cliffhangers and they'd leave things mm. yeah on the shelf and Great then go editing. somewhere else and then come back and you you yeah, I, I never really felt a dip, to be honest. It just felt like I was just being propelled through this story all the mm. way through. Which, uh, in so many locations. like so many. Yeah. It really felt to me like the very best version of when they do this. I mean, this is the greatest accolade to the MCU mm-hmm. is it feels like the best issues of their comic books. Like this mm. feels like, yes, when you've got a huge montage of heroes together and you're bouncing back and forth between them. Um, and it, it fucking, it just works for me. Like, um I think everyone gets their screen time. Everyone gets their chance yeah. to shine. And uh, you don't really feel that anyone's forgotten about. Well, there are a couple of characters who don't turn up um, and they kind of like dismiss <laughs> them in one sentence, basically. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. And we sat there at the end and I was just like, I was finding it, the, again, zero spoilers, but it has a very effective ending for me. A very effective ending. Um, and then the end credits are done with a lot of poignancy. Like there's... The music that you get is like not it gets to big bombastic later in the end credits but when you first yeah. go into it it's just like nice violins and sort of very sophisticated mm-hmm. and there's a sophisticated font for mm-hmm. avengers infinity war at yeah. the end you're like wow they're really going grown up on this yep. as much as you can for basically a cartoon of a big purple penis and some brightly colored <laughs> heroes trying to defeat Sorry, him. what? <laughs> we all know what he is. Yeah. They even call it out at one point. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's very true. But you said you hadn't been that happy watching a film like in a long time, which is a great testament. I, I really haven't. Like we sent a photo of me to our group afterwards and Adrian's in there. Hey Adrian. Saying like what does that look mean? <laughs> is that a happy look or a sad look? <laughs> and it's like it's both, but for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Like it made me sad for the right reasons and happy for the right reasons, um, because it, I don't know. Otherwise, I like I have problems with it, and we'll get to those in a second because we need to be more spoilery for that. But I just thought it was very, very brave. Mm-hmm. I think is the biggest thing, and I felt like, oh, is this like? I, Winter Soldier was a fantastic debut for the Russo brothers. Um, Civil War, you know, was brilliant in in slightly different ways. I was like, oh, is this what they've been earning faith in? Like, did Marvel really let them do? what they wanted to with this because this just this feels oddly personal for such a big big film for Mm. me i can feel directors behind it who have a clear personality and that almost always for me gets lost in big blockbusters and i think that for me is like the impressive thing it's like i can feel a vision here um no pun intended um which is rare in a blockbuster. Like normally only Christopher Nolan films, and I'm not saying this is as sophisticated or adult or mature as a Christopher Nolan film, it's not, but his films, you know, you can tell there's a personality behind them, no matter yeah. how big, even in Inception, you can feel there's a personality behind that. And I felt that with this film um, in a very different way. And to get that personality there and that stamp on something where you're bringing so many different disparate things together and mm-hmm. different characters and different tones like we were saying mm-hmm. but to still have a, a kind of a central feel i mean that that's that's incredible yeah mm-hmm. how <laughs> yeah I'm how just, do you put a film like this together it's, i want to yeah. get to the spoilers because i want to know your problems because i'm oh. so happy that like i'm i'm wary of being too over the top about how much i like it because i'm sure we all have our reservations and i want to know what they are to get into that. my biggest my biggest compliment for this film is having said earlier on that i was not really interested in the universe and the avengers as a, as a thing i will now want to go back and fill in the gaps mm. and that's the biggest that's compliment i can give this film you can give you know so i need to i need to get a proper formal list from you about what order i should do that in. Fucking hell. but not now obviously. no no no, no <laughs> but like, that's, just, that's amazing but you know but, like how happy that made Marvel to know like they've made a film then that some people will then want to go back and invest in other films. Because I'm sure there's loads of people out there like me who've maybe seen Iron Man, maybe seen a few, few others mm-hmm. and haven't really properly jumped into everything else. And I think you can, you, can, you can do that with this. You can come to this and go, 
uh, and experience this universe and experience this story from here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you can have something where characters where you might just go, oh, I don't want to see that one. But then you see them in context here and you go, Absolutely. actually, now I'm interested in yeah. that character. Completely. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Haruka's already been there and done that. She's, yes, <laughs> she's ticked off all the happy. characters. <laughs> I'm very happy that I did because, you know, I got to like, yeah. you know, understand all the little details that were very fun to understand and stuff. Yeah. And it didn't feel like a two and a, what, two hours and 45 minutes? It really did. It went, like, it passed by like, fucking hell. See, I'm acutely aware of time when I watch a film I'm really excited about. I'm acutely aware of time because I'm weighing off what we saw in the trailer. Yeah. So I know, like, mm -hmm. all right, these bits have to come. And once you see the mechanism moving, you understand, all right, so this kind of thing has to happen. And I'm trying not to think about it too much because I don't want to overthink it, you know. But then I am aware of time. I'm like, at the beginning of a movie like that, I like, I know the runtime. I know we've seen the trailer. I'm excited for all the stuff I don't know is coming. And then when you get to the halfway point, I'm like, all right, get on with it, get on with it. I want more things. <laughs> I want more things before you get out of here. My feast is over. Yeah. And I get all panicky. Um, and this one, they stuffed in lots of stuff. Mm. Like watching all of those trailers, don't worry about it. There's plenty more <laughs> to see. All right. Should we get into proper spoilers then? I think we have to. Yeah. So many things I want to say that I can't say. <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk about this film properly. Um, if you yeah, have been listening, we are going to move into proper spoilers. We appreciate it if this is your first time. Again, please go to weirdgeeks.com and branch out to our podcast and subscribe and rate us. Helps us out. really does. Um, and maybe come back once you have seen the movie and skip to this point, which is about 20 minutes in. And you can hear full spoilers. So warning, we're going to ruin everything now. Whoop. Get out. Bye. Go. Seriously. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not fucking kidding. Don't listen to any more because it would be a real... I, I would be heartbreaking, I think, to know all the stuff that happens mm -hmm. in this movie. Yeah, we would. Get out now. All right. Everyone's gone. We're left with nobody now. <laughs> Nobody's left. Um, oh, man. Oh, so, I am vindicated ah. with one thing straight off the bat. We did bets. If anyone's been listening, uh, Geeks 96, episode 96, we did bets on what we so thought, who was going to die. Everybody said different stuff. I think everybody got some bits right, um, but I did a very particular thing at the end where I said that Loki would die in the first or second scene. First scene. Out. Yep. Out. Gone. And, and like you said, it was about, that was about setting the tone, wasn't it? And setting a mm. like stake in the ground. Yep. This is what's going to happen. No, Shit's getting real. Every, mm -hmm. No one's precious. And you're not even, I mean, you know Thor's fine, but they can't yeah. try and sort of kid you with that as well. Maybe Thor's dead, yeah. but yeah, mm, obviously not. Mm. Yeah, I, oh, man, I love, I, I, that opening, I was immediately like, all right, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. immediately, like I'm already liking Thanos quite a lot in this opening and how he's talking to people. I'm liking that you skipped that whole battle from the end mm -hmm, of Ragnarok, mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, what's going to happen? They've come across Thanos' ship, skipped it. Yep. And we're just into the drama mm -hmm. rather than the action, which I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm not going to bounce from scene to scene because I don't remember. There's so many bouncing around. So no. I don't remember. Um, but I thought maybe an easy way to do it is just look at the characters and see how we felt. You know, particularly they might spark certain scenes we liked with them, some things we didn't, and how they dealt with them. Um, so Iron Man comes back here for the first time. He's, he was in Spider Man Homecoming, mm -hmm. um, but he hasn't had his own film in a long time. No. Uh, he's kind of got, a, he's definitely one of the main leads. I mean, I know everybody's leading this, but not like Black Panther's a little, quite a bit on the side. Um, even, even like Vision's got a key thing in this, but he doesn't do mm -hmm. that much in it. No. Cap no. even doesn't do as much as I was hoping or yeah, expecting. Not really, no, not at all. Um, in this, like Iron Man is a pretty big part of this and Spidey. I feel, which was a big surprise because I thought Spidey was going to take a bit of back burner because I was like, how did mm. they bring Spidey into this huge galactic thing? And they do it in a way that I don't like. I hate the space Spidey suit and I hate <laughs> they give him the space Spidey legs, you know, like he actually has Spidey I legs. I really didn't like those at all. I liked don't it. Like it. I don't like it. That's an immediate thing for me. I, was, I don't like it. I get you have to do it. And there are fans who love Spidey in space. I don't like Spidey in space. And he's given the suit and then instantly knows how to use everything. And he goes, oh, it's really intuitive. Yeah, it's yeah. all for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you I've, seen, I've read the manual. Yeah. Have you seen Homecoming? I've not seen Homecoming. Okay. Because um. Homecoming will explain it a bit more because in oh, okay. Tony Stark's suits he gives him, he has like his own version of what Stark has of Jarvis. Like he has Fine. a voice that kind of guides him through how to use everything. Um, and they introduce that in Homecoming. I think mm -hmm. enough where you buy, all right, something in the suit is telling him how to do stuff. Right. I presume. 
Um, we could have one See, shot of that. See, that's one thing I've missed out by not having... They could have done one shot of that, though. You know, mm. just the voice from his POV and the voice into right. his head or something. Because um, there's a lot of shit he starts to do very quickly in that series, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, he so. is a different... That's my only... Okay, straight away, let's do some negatives then, shall we? Okay. Because we've been praising it already. Um, I love Homecoming so much. It's right up there with Guardians. It's my favorite Marvel movie up until this one. Anyway, um, my only worry with this is where it puts Spidey after all of this because it's put him in a whole different realm. I like how just neighborhoody he is in Homecoming. It's smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really love that about it. This puts him as an intergalactic hero kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't ruin him for me at all. He's still a charming actor, I think. And it didn't ruin the film in any way whatsoever. But it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to see done with Spidey. Um, but he does have good charisma with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And I think they work well together. Yep. Um, you were, were you fine with the spice stuff? You like the legs? I did like the legs. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I didn't know that that's a thing. Like, I didn't know space spidey is a thing. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, looked okay. pretty cool. Um, negatives, Lee. Give me some negatives, man. Well, we were sort of saying about tone, about how they maneuvered their way through the various tones that there might be in a, a film like this with all the different types of characters. I thought early on there was a bit of, um, I, I found it a bit jarring, especially with the Guardians and Thor. Right. And I don't know if it's because it's quite similar kind of humour from mm. there, from Thor and Guardians, but not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was kind of some of the jokes didn't really land for me in those early scenes. And I thought, shit, if, if all the humour is going to be like this all the way through, I'm just really not going to, connect yeah. with this but that kind of went away yeah i felt quick. once the severity of the situation settles in yeah mm. and once you start hopping around a lot more and uh and kind of um obviously certain groupings are a bit more a bit more serious and kind of a bit more story-led and as soon as you got to those mm-hmm. that kind of moved on in a different way and and that was fine um yeah yeah but that yeah just that, that kind of an interaction between those yeah i will say like for someone who uh, did enjoy like for me Ragnarok was hilarious mm. for me Guardians 1 was hilarious um, parts of 2 the humour in this no it wasn't up to those levels I don't think there was anything in this there was a couple like, there was a few places where I chuckled um, and I certainly found things amusing throughout but there was nothing in here that made me laugh like those films um, and I think it's slightly yeah a slight jab at it for that but also this isn't a film that you're gonna laugh <laughs> as much because most mm. of the time no. it's serious but that is the thing, yeah. How do you take Thor from that goofy film, and how do you take the Guardians who are constantly goofy mm. and put them into this serious story? Um, and yeah, I think they stumble in a couple of places, but mm. I do think they managed to segue that pretty effectively for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and, as a whole, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I keep forgetting that we're allowed to say spoilers. But yeah, they raise the stakes. Obviously, Gamora dies, and that's that really flips things then for. Um, for Star Lord, you know, mm. like it does. There is a huge change then in how he acts after that, and I'm so intrigued to see what they do with him now after that. Yeah, mm. going yeah. forward because he's always just been that wise, wise cracking ass, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, but it, but that has come out of how he, I think, deals with tragedy in his life. Sure. So I think he'll still go back to that, but just be more broken, and that interests mm-hmm. me more in the next Guardians because part of my problem with Guardians too is like they're all just having too much fun really like yeah. they're all just actually mm-hmm. a family that's pretty cool and pretty happy and the first film there's quite a lot of tragedy like that opening scene in the first guardians try not to spoil this for that in case people haven't seen it mm. is sad um mm. so i hope this sets him up well um for the future guardians movie my actually my biggest problem with the comedy in this film actually came from probably my favorite actor in this film uh, outside of this movie is Mark Ruffalo and I didn't think he was very good in this. He's the only mm. actor who was like, I think they've used him badly. Uh, they they don't let Hulk come out for whatever reasons. I didn't understand why. It didn't fit with Ragnarok. And I didn't like seeing him in the Hulkbuster armor. Um, oh no. <laughs> I thought it looked pretty goofy. Yep. And his lines just felt dead for me. Like any funny thing he said just didn't really work. And um, the impotence mm. joke kind of just fell flat constantly yeah <laughs> it's like we get it yeah we get it that's how it felt um yeah he was the most he was the he was the only character i think that didn't work for me mm-hmm. in this film really which was a shame because i like his character a lot um do you have any characters who recur 
a big jab against it? Um, well, I never really liked the Hulk. Okay. So I kind of agree with you. But I didn't expect much from the character anyway. Right. Um, yeah, but the rest I kind of liked. You were saying this is the first time you've liked Captain America, really? Yes. Well, his facial hair definitely helped. <laughs> his um, hipster hair. Yes. It's a good beard. I did like it. Yes. He looks pretty... And the fact that it's like American outfit is now like a black star mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. bits are torn off it and been yeah, burnt. It's yeah. like, it looks like, I don't know what they've been doing in the, in the time <laughs> between these movies, yeah. but they've been getting up to shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still had problems with the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Like she lost her Russian accent completely. Yeah, oh, her accent's guess, all over the place yeah. as always. As um, always. But yeah. What? So. What's the deal? Can someone explain to me? This is another. I'm going to say all the negative stuff because I just want to get them out of the way. But they do this whole thing of like, obviously, Thanos is getting all the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. And the big shocker is he gets all of them, which mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I genuinely didn't think they were going to do that. Mm. Like, you know, no. I thought they were going to leave it with one for the next film, basically. Yeah. But he gets all of them. Um, but they have this whole thing of like, all right, let's destroy the one in Vision's head, which makes perfect sense. Um, but then because they now have access to Wakandian technology, they're like, maybe we can take it out. Although it didn't really make sense because it was it was Eric Banner, it was Hulk who said, I think I can take it out. And then Cap said he knew somewhere that would have better technology mm-hmm. or something. Um, right. But anyway, uh, so I don't know how Eric Banner was going to take it out. Just <laughs> turn to Hulk and rip it. <laughs> but then they go, oh, a good idea would be to destroy it. And they go, how can you destroy it? Because nothing seems to be able to destroy these things. It's like, well, you're the only person who can do that. And we just meant to take that as they've said it. It's like, mm-hmm. why can the Scarlet Witch do it? Well, they said something about... Vibrating on the yeah, same frequency, same frequency or, some, or something. something like that. Why? Well, why is she on the same frequency? Like, it doesn't make is any it sense. Is because they're in love? Oh, is that what it is? Fuck you. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> That's what it is? I don't know. Is it that connection they have that she can operate on the same frequency as the thing in his head? I don't know. If it is, they didn't explain that to me properly. Uh, like, it was just this sort of throwaway thing of you can destroy the gem and only you... Um, and that luckily gives us good dramatic <laughs> like uh, opportunities. Yeah. See, I hadn't seen, um, I haven't seen Age of Ultron, yeah. so I thought maybe that's explains her powers. More. Yeah, it really doesn't. Uh-huh. Really doesn't. Her <laughs> powers are pretty all over the place <laughs> in this, in terms of what she can do. And I never saw her as that powerful, so it's really mm. confusing to me as like why she's the only one who has the power to do mm. this. Um, I just needed something. Just give me another couple of mm-hmm. front lines in there to explain why. Yeah, the power balance was a bit weird because you know, obviously you get. Scarlet Witch who's apparently like very powerful mm-hmm, and then yeah. you have like people like Black Widow who's a really good you know, a, martial artist human. but yeah like <laughs> she's like, still managing she to still... kick some ass yeah. yeah yeah. so that was a bit jarring but it's always, I honestly think if people if they have more female uh, characters and if people hadn't resonated with Scarlet so much that they would have got rid of her ages ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because she is just a human and it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. really why she's part of Avengers but then so is Falcon Falcon's just a human with a wingsuit and some red goggles, swimming goggles. True. Um, and he always looks stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. I, he's my least favorite. He can mm-hmm. he can turn to ash any day. Um, oh, boy. Uh, other bad things to say. I think, yeah, some... We were looking at the end, like, there's so many CGI artists, obviously. Some of it, for me, did actually look bad. There were some bits that I was like, oh, that's a shame. Like, and normally to do with the suits, like Spidey's suit was very shiny. Um, some, there's some shots where he's standing next to Iron Man's new nanotech suit mm-hmm. and they're both just two CGI shiny right. suits, if you know what I mean. I was like, this is going to look bad in four years' time. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. But the majority of it looked staggering. Like there's so much, so many effects. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. We were saying we were watching the trailers, I turned to you and I said, I think one of the reasons Mission Impossible Fallout looks kind of cool is that you don't notice any CGI. Mm-hmm. Like that film looks like real locations, real props. And there is CGI in there, but mm-hmm. like it's, you don't feel it. Yeah. And then a movie like this is like, ooh, is there a frame without CGI <laughs> in this movie? It's a computer game. It's, yeah, it's a big old cartoon. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it looks great yeah. for the most part, I think. Yeah. Um, negatives, negatives. There was a lot of uh, planet hopping. A lot of planet hopping. Is that right. negative? You don't like planets? Well, I hate planets. <laughs> I'm quite happy with this one. Thank okay. you. Don't anymore. Um, but I don't know, just kind of just, maybe it's because I'm watching it after midnight, but just keeping up with who was on what and why they were there and okay. right. and actually were jumping back and forth sometimes. I'd be like, okay, so they're going there for that. And then I don't know. Okay. I'm a bit slow sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
with that. You didn't have a coffee in you. Yeah, I don't have a problem with where people were. No, for me, they came back to people just the right time. I kept worrying, yeah. am I going to forget mm-hmm. about somebody? And then they'll bounce back to someone. And okay. it wouldn't always be in the most satisfying way. You know, mm. it'd be like, okay, Thor's got to restart this this weird planet thing to make his new axe. How they're going to do that? And then when they jump back, it's like, oh, all right. He just had to, you know, push it <laughs> and break the ice. Like, yeah. fairly dumb solutions. But because I've been distracted enough by something else cool that was happening, it was fine to then come back and jump straight into something else, you know? Mm. What are you thinking? I can see you thinking. No, I was, I wasn't quite sure why they kept coming back to Titan. But then I guess... Well, that was like, his home, wasn't it? Yeah, but why? Because it wasn't, you know... There wasn't life left there. Well, I think that's where he had his base because originally they get to Titan because the ship is programmed to go back to Titan. Yeah, for a random. Because they're with that Voldemort-looking motherfucker. Yes. um, Who's 100% Voldemort. I remember seeing him in the trailer. (laughs) I was like, what's Voldemort doing in the next movie? Yeah. Um, How do you feel then, all right, about his lackeys? Because that's where we start, really. And my worry Mm -hmm. with this film was, as soon as it started, was, oh, is this film, is Thanos not going to come to Earth? Mm -hmm. Have we waited all 10 years for Thanos to come to Earth and he's not going to in this film? And it's just going to be his four lackeys. Um, who I don't know their names. Uh, I know they're mentioned briefly. We've got, like, some big dude. We've got a girl dude. (laughs) Yeah. We've got a Voldemort dude. And then we've got some thin thing, don't we? Like, the sort of a spindly thing, I think, who's dispatched with fairly... I mean, I lost yeah. when some of them died, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit uh, like they're tough, but they're disposable. A little bit thro- yeah. yeah, a little bit throwaway by that point of the film, yeah. weren't they? The Voldemort one and the girl one are the two who make an impression for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. And I am fed up with these films where... So, like, in most films, when you have a girls getting into fight, they always mm-hmm. get into fight with another girl. Yes. yes. Because yes. they're aware that, sure, in reality sue me for saying it but the majority like in a world of equality a man who works out every day for two years and a girl who works out for every day two years the man most men are probably going to end up physically able to lift more just because of genetics and yeah. physical uh, stupid things you know that's just how well yeah work. but they're superheroes aren't they no but that's my point so in a normal movie yeah you do okay. normally mm-hmm. pair up a girl with another girl and it's not always the case because there are many women stronger than many many men but in a film like that, you know, it makes sense. But you're in a comic book film, you don't need to... You can pair anybody up Do with anybody. whatever the hell you like. It's yeah. your opportunity to have, like, girls kicking the ass of anybody. Yeah. yeah. So that was a bit frustrating when it's, like, three girls just going at it, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. in a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave I, the girls to it over there. They can, <laughs> they can sort yeah. it out. I really like the character design of the, the girl yeah. guy, baddie girl. I thought she looked pretty cool. Yeah, I thought she yeah. was pretty cool. Because mm. she was CGI as well. Like, all of his lackeys are CGI. Yeah, yeah. But mm. she did look... She looked like... There's a CGI style that, for me, started with the Bugs and Starship Troopers, where it was like pokey pokey. You feel like... When you feel like... I felt like pokey I could poke pokey. Thanos, you know? Mm. Like, that's how real we felt. It's like mm-hmm. you could go pop, pop. Felt like a plasticine <laughs> dude or something. I don't think you'd appreciate that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think you would. Oh, he might. You never know. You never know. I was genuinely know. a bit scared of him. That's what I thought was so good. Like, I genuinely felt... No, I was nervous at points in the film while simultaneously f- feeling his sorrow, mm-hmm. which I mm. don't think his backstory was that, you know, implicit. Like it's basically you used to work in this cool place and we're being overpopulated. So I said, kill half of them. And they said, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I presume he just went and started, you know, it happened. And then he went on his journey to, all right, well, I'm going to save other planets, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, it's not the most sophisticated. I mean, that's really it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, pretty, it's not the yeah. most sophisticated, but he just plays it so well mm-hmm. that I believe his sorrow and his belief and yeah. his tragedy at having to kill his daughter. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I completely believe that he was he think he he was thinking it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it was the right intention. Yeah, um, and he didn't really want to do it, but he was doing it because you know he wanted to save everyone. And, and like you said, it's so nice to have a bad guy who's not doing it just for the sake of being evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he didn't want it for to what it. he thought was quite a noble, noble cause, mm-hmm. really. It's an interesting theme, though, because like these comic Marvel films and many comic films like to have a you know a theme running through them. Black Panther certainly has a lot of themes running through it. Mm. Civil War does. The theme of this is overpopulation. Yeah, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> like it's an interesting one. I mean, I don't disagree. Like <laughs> we do have overpopulation. The so. only answer is genocide. Culling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is an interesting one. 
Uh, what else we got? We've got Peter Dinklage as the yes. biggest dwarf ever. I loved that. It was brilliant. I, I didn't even know he was that. in it. I was like, no. Yes. That was fucking cool. It kind of messes with your head a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? That sense of scale. You're like, okay. Because they need really more actors in this mm-hmm. film. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And then actually, so people are waiting for like, you know, are there more cameos? Who are the cameos? There was actually a fucking surprise cameo in here, which I don't think... Stanley. Stanley was in it. Well, yeah, Stanley. <laughs> Big shocker. <laughs> Stanley was in it. Still alive. God bless him. Um, like, well, you kids never seen a spaceship before? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great line. Uh, but there was a cameo in here. I don't know if it would mean anything to either of you two. And I was kind of shocked with it. And I went back and forth between that's really cool to that's kind of stupid. Uh, they had the red skull in here. The red oh, yes. They did mean something. Okay, you both got it. Well, I recognized him. I couldn't remember the name of the mm. character, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the iconic Captain America villain from World War Two, and he is in the first Captain America, the first Avenger movie, as the main villain, played by Hugo Weaving. Right. Um, and as soon as he starts speaking off camera, I was like, well, with his hood up, I was like, that mm. voice sounds familiar. Mm. Um, and then when he pulls it back, it's the Red Skull, and he's been sort of banished there, because, yeah, he had an Infinity Stone in uh, First Avenger, and he died in that film, so he's claiming the Infinity Stone banished him to look after a different Infinity Stone. Oh, so it wasn't the Soul Stone. Oh, maybe it was. Or I don't know. Uh, because maybe that's the curse. He said something yeah. about curse, didn't he? I'm cursed. Yeah, to, he touched it. You know. But when other people touch it, as we've seen in Guardians films, they disintegrate essentially. Mm-hmm. But maybe that was a different stone. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Special it's one of those things. It's like yeah. we're we're talking a lot in um in film lore and stuff about and particularly in star wars in our podcast we're talking a lot about contracting and expanding the universe and the more connections you put between things the more the universe gets smaller you know um yeah and that was one of the yeah, things yeah. was like oh that's cool i forgot about red skull and he looks really cool here i like his hood uh, he looked like a fucking <laughs> yeah. um ring race from lord of the rings uh, before he pulled down yeah all right do you want to get into that then no this is the lord of the rings movie it is so i'm like a huge I used to be anyway, a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, And when I was watching it, you know, I was really surprised uh, because I thought there was a lot of Lord of the Rings references. Um, Like, you know, Peter Dinklage. What's his name? Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. So, like, the fact, you know, dwarves forging these, like, you know, magical weapons mm-hmm. is a classic, you mm-hmm. know, Tolkien fantasy. Um, and then you get these like orc-ish creatures in like a middle classic Middle Earth battles and very Lord of the Rings battle. At the very, end. yeah. So yeah. And then yeah, like just the key thing of it, like you're saying before, is a try a big baddie trying to collect all of these sort of made well stones yeah. or rings and yeah. bring them together to rule them all <laughs> rule them all basically. Yeah, exactly uh, while they are trying to either hide or get rid of these mm-hmm. stones um, no there is a lot of i think and i do feel that was definitely an inspiration or even maybe a bit of a guide for them for for just to take ideas from mm-hmm. all right all right how do we do something epic sure. well lord of rings is successful and epic how do we put marvel into that kind of structure you just reminded me of the one thing i really didn't like was the uh, in in the epic battle those like dog like lizard creaturey type things with right. just swarms of them? I just didn't I didn't like those when it's just tons of generic CGI. tons of generic CGI <laughs> monster things. Are, are they in any other films? Would I have noticed them in any other no Marvel yet, film? We haven't seen Thanos's mm. like whatever Fine. wherever he's got them from. We haven't really seen much of him yet. Okay, um, no, uh, you won't get. I don't. I don't think they're alluded to even anywhere else. Um, okay. Mm, but Hulk does say Thanos has the biggest army. Yeah. And his main guys are just like, it's just him and the four henchmen, isn't it? Yeah. And, and then just the, lots of these yeah, things. Generic dog. Things. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of big CGI battles. I didn't like them even in Lord of the Rings. Um, it's not my favorite part of the movie here. I do think it's shot well. Like, I do think I know what's going on with... and. It's chaotic and there is some cool action bits and there's some tacky action bits. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, yeah, it really comes into its own when Thanos does actually come down to Earth. Absolutely. It all changes, mm-hmm. it all changes again. Um, yeah. yeah. And again, it's his calmness amongst all the crazy because mm-hmm. the heroes are acting crazy, the other bad guys are acting crazy, but Thanos is always just this confident, quiet, mm-hmm. kind of peaceful sort of presence. Yeah. Um, which is very menacing. 
when everything was going crazy, the one person who looks that confident and calm, you're more scared of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know it's they can sad. handle themselves. So you're right, Lee. The one, um, the Red Skull was protecting was Soulstone. Oh, okay. Whereas the one that um, the Guardians had that they gave to um, Nova Corp was Power Stone. Oh, That's okay. why. I played that only... game. It was great. Oh, the Dreamcast. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Good <laughs> That explains why. That explains um, why. Yeah. So everyone before I thought, because when people were like, where are all the stones? No one knew where the soul stone is. But we had seen it then in the first Avenger. And then it had just been whisked away. I guess. I yeah. guess they thought it was a different stone in that or something. Yeah, I, I wasn't know. quite sure why that green chick knew where it was. But was that mentioned somewhere? Um, well, how Gamora knows. Yeah. No, they breeze over that. Because okay. they, they, they obviously did like, we've skipped her being, we're introduced to her in Guardians. And she's obviously been doing missions for Thanos and they allude there that she did a mission, uh, but then she never told him where it was. Um, but you think, because he's been hanging out with her after that, you, before she went and joined the Guardians, mm. so you think he would have like gotten the information out, but maybe he just thought, well, when I need you, I know mm. that you know and I'll force it out of you or something. But, mm. um, and he does like the, uh, his love for her is genuinely quite touching. I think because yeah, no, she hates I him. It. And it kind of breaks my, I, I think it's always really effective in a film. When you have someone who hates someone and the other person is, and that person's bad, but they love that person, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. And it happens mm-hmm. quite a lot. Yeah. And I think it's really an effective trope because mm-hmm. you're, you're partly like, don't piss him off. He loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's killing everybody. <laughs> you're the one he loves. And instead, she's just, she never says one nice thing about him. You know, she's always just being terrible to him. Mm-hmm. Other than when she thinks she's killed him, she's crying and stuff. Which, mm-hmm. um, quite a lot of crying in this film. Yes. Lots of the emotions. Lots of the emotions. Uh, Tony Stark doesn't die. I thought they were going to kill him. I really did mm. in that bit. When oh, we did it. yes. I thought he was... Yeah. I thought he was gonna. Thought and was I have gonna. to admit, it, the film would be slightly better for me if he had. Like, I, I really I was really, like, oh, wow. Right. They're really going for it. Mm. really wanted him to go at that point. Yeah. Like, um, at the very beginning of the film, he was his. He talks about, like, having kids and stuff. Mm. And when I, I was oh like, God, oh, yeah, yes. he's a goner. He's, he's a goner. Gonna, yeah, he's Absolutely. got plans for the future. Yeah. He won't make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that was a red herring. Yeah, I think that's setting up for the next one. I think mm. he's going to retire, basically. I think they'll get through this and this will be too much for him because he already had, like, a lot of PTSD from the first time they dealt with aliens. So I think he'll they'll get through this and then he'll be like, I'm done. You know, me and, me and Gwyneth are going to go and hide in the on an island somewhere and not tell anyone our address <laughs> yeah. or something like that uh, but then they know he's still out there in the world so if they ever want a quick cameo they could in 10 years bring him in as old man Iron Man for like one film or something <laughs> right <laughs> um, alright well let's I mean there's other stuff probably we're going to hit on um, but let's talk about the ending so confirmed deaths Loki Gamora mm-hmm. uh, I mean like properly actually died for sure um, a bunch of sort of side characters that don't really matter too much. Um, yeah. There were uh, who were, who was there? Visions you know? pretty confirmed, I think. Yeah, Vision's dead. Although then they bring him back, but then he dies again. Yeah, I think he's dead. He looked pretty dead. Yeah, Vision's dead. With that one shocked me. Like I didn't. I knew that that's that one makes sense narratively, but I didn't think they would do that yet. Mm-hmm. And I really liked him in this. I liked their. I liked him when he got to be just Paul Bettany. Um, I I I think he'll come back. Really, I think they'll do something with, you know, within the next film where they get the stones back. Well, I guess or something. he's a machine, so technically, if he they got the stone back, then there might be ways to. Yeah, they did make a yeah. big deal out of your more than just the stone. So even without mm. stone, maybe they can rebuild him. And I don't know. Don't uh, know. Um, who else I feel like some other people died Uh, Wong just disappears doesn't he at one point yeah Um, which was a shame thought he could die (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel about Doctor Strangeness because you didn't mind the movie but no but I I was very glad because I watched it two nights ago okay first time yeah I'm very glad I did because otherwise I don't think I would have been able to like invest in the film and in the character right as much Um, yeah he was alright I guess I found his and um, Tony Stark's uh, relationship really grating after a while. I get it. Mm. You you guys hate each other and you're mm-hmm. quite similar, snarky yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. 
oh, just just fucking get on. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's really annoying is that like Doctor Strange when he starts Doctor Strange the movie, he's just like Tony Stark. Like he is that yeah. arrogant yeah. as well. And then by the, now he's like this real peaceful guru kind of person. Mm-hmm. It's like no, your ego should be clashing a bit more because mm. you know yeah. he's he's got to still have a bit of ego. Um. Hang on, I'm just going through. So yeah, Clint doesn't turn up and neither does Ant-Man, which was a surprise. I did think Ant-Man would show up um, because they basically just say, uh, yeah, they were put in witness protection. Isn't that what they say? It was too dangerous. So they've put them in witness protection after the Civil War. Possibly. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was a throwaway said. line, something like that. Um, I just looked at the image. Sorry, I stopped there for a second because I was pulling up the list of characters for us to talk through. And there's the image there from the trailer of them all running. That's a shot that wasn't used because it's in the jungle and Hulk is there. And obviously Hulk is not Hulk. Oh, interesting. Uh, in the film. So that's like a fake shot that they created for the trailer. Because I remember the end trailer. Hulk or is that from the next film? From part two. Um, who's there? No, but it can't though because you've got Bucky. He's So by the end of the movie, a lot of people turn to dust. Uh, Bucky turns to dust. Um, but he might not be dead. This is the thing. So no, many of them turn to dust. No, but, completely. But like in yeah. the next film... There'll be everyone like there then in that shot. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like you okay. Falcon there as well. Like in the next film, yeah, 100%. There's no, everyone who turns to dust, they've got to come back because Spider-Man's got another film. <laughs> Guardians has another film. <laughs> They're already confirmed these movies. So it doesn't, like, there's no way. Uh, I mean, I would, I would love it if they were that ballsy. And like we're saying, the That'd only way is if all those films take place in the past, which would not happen. No. Um, but yeah, that's not going to happen at all. But it was still a powerful way to end the mm-hmm. movie. And for me, going from that to then just just that moment of like, oh, he actually did it. And he just, he literally did just click his fingers mm-hmm. and all this life is wiped out. And then just seeing Thanos doing what he said he was going to do when he said, what are you going to do after this? you never get that normally in no. a film like this, do you? You never actually get to see the plan follow, follow through. through. Yeah. And he, he does it. So and they're like, what are you going to do after? He's like, I can go back to my, my planet and look at the sunset, basically. And then he does. Mm-hmm. Exactly what he does. And that's yeah. the end, like, yeah. before the credits come. And he looks mm-hmm. sad about it. Yes. And it's, I fucking loved it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. That was so good. That was for me, it was like, never, in, and I'm always saying, in the dream world where I could make any movie, I'd never make one of these because they don't let you tell personal stories. Mm-hmm. But they let you do an ending like that mm-hmm. to one of the most expensive films ever made. Yeah. One of the most complicated films. And they let you do an ending like that to yeah. it. That's fucking cool of Marvel. Like, that really is. It mm-hmm. felt so nice and to Disney. leave a film like that on a somber note. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. You never get that normally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're trying to sense, because we we're coming out and it is cool going to these midnight ones because all the screens in the cinema are showing this film and everyone's pouring out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to like sense, what's the mood? <laughs> are people like amped about that or are they bummed out about that? Or No, I found it hard to gauge. I couldn't really tell. People looked pretty shell-shocked, I thought. More happened than they expected. And I think a lot of people won't put together, oh, they've confirmed these other movies. So Spidey's not dead, people. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Although it's still her. Like, because he, mm-hmm. everyone else is sort of dies poetically but he's like begging for his life yeah and tony stark's like holding him and that that actually was, that was kind of hard to watch um so but Haruka, we, we sort of joked didn't we like as soon as we saw that black panther was going mm-hmm. it's like yeah clearly yeah. clearly no yeah no they're yeah. gonna come they're back safe. they're gonna fine. come back how do you feel then people because like black panther right now it's like yeah the third biggest opening run or whatever in history has been bigger than anyone ever imagined it could possibly be um, so and it's still on the cinemas right now so a lot of people yeah. still going to see this movie mm-hmm. and then going straight to Infinity War and seeing him again he's not in this that much no not really which to me screams of yeah they made this movie before they realised how big Black Panther was going to get mm. so I wonder if they're rewriting the second part at all um, but he technically turned to Ash as well at the end of this one doesn't he yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so don't know don't know but that was that was one of my surprises I thought we we're going to get more Black Panther in this mm-hmm. um which I was happy to have what we had because mm-hmm. I don't. I've had enough of Black Panther for the last two months. Like I'm like I've good. Yeah. I'm good. Um, it was a lot of Wakanda though, wasn't there? There's a lot of that world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there is. A, a, you know, a majority of what happens on Earth kind of happens in mm-hmm. Wakanda, doesn't it? So, yeah, that's true. So we are. Um, they even managed to make Drax not too annoying. Like he, because I, I love Drax, but I thought in the mm-hmm. context of a serious film, how's he going to make sense? Because right. he's always just stupid. Right. Um, and they do manage to tone him down just right. <laughs> I just love that bit, that sequence where he's like, oh, I thought I was invisible. Oh, that, yeah. actually, that was hilarious. I loved his like, um, so admiration sad. of Thor 
Yeah. And he was like, just like a <laughs> when like oh, a pirate yeah. and an angel had a child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, there were some great lines, weren't there? Uh, I like. I liked also the bit where um, right at the beginning where Iron Man's there and they all go out the street. I thought that was a really effective moment when stuff starts happening outside. And again, that's what I mean. They kept skipping ahead quicker. You thought they're going to take their time. Mm. And no, it just fucking kicks off. Mm-hmm. And you see the space stuff and then they're just on Earth. And Iron Man's like, I'm going to ring Steve Rogers. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh shit, it's already happening outside. Mm-hmm. And they go outside and dear old, um, I keep saying Eric Banner because he used to play Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner can't turn into Hulk. And... And yeah, and he's like, Iron Man's turning to him and just saying, you're embarrassing me in front of my wizard's friends. <laughs> and I just love, like, I do love that they just keep calling them wizards throughout the entire film. Um, Rocket, I thought he had a good place in this as well. His, his eyes seemed bigger in this. Yeah, his, he yeah. looked different. Looked like, a little different. You looked a bit different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought Groot was, I don't like Teenager Groot that much, but he was just in it enough and then he redeems himself pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, the whole teenager shtick kind of got old quite quickly, <laughs> I yeah. thought. Well, lucky I'm pleased I kind of stopped. Um, who else do we have? Can I just say, I, I, would, I would watch a Rocket film. Yeah. His backstory. Yeah. I absolutely love him, so. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they'll ever do any Guardian spin-off solo films. I don't yeah. know. They might do know. a TV series, maybe. Yeah. That'd be a great, like, CGI mm series or something yeah i could yeah. imagine them doing a uh i mean there is a for the comics there is you know but to have like rocket raccoon uh, origin story and then like yeah. how mm-hmm. he first meets group at, mm-hmm. you know d- during that or something um yeah you see they have him down here in the credit uh in the credits and then everybody saying he was going to be in it which is that man so i wonder right. i wonder what happened got cut ended up on the cutting room floor you think and maybe in a reshoot they just added in that line or something about these two there was one scene I just reminded me where Tom Holland's hair kept changing from shot to shot <laughs> and it was like it was so obvious that they've clearly gone back and reshot this scene He's oh like really switching away right yeah oh man mm-hmm. um, I, can't, I forgot completely we got to the end credits and it said like Gwyneth Paltrow and I was like she wasn't in this movie I was like yeah she was <laughs> she's there right at the beginning mm-hmm. talking about babies talking yeah. about babies and then in the fucking end credits because everyone's sitting there like are we going to get end credits and normally you get two they didn't do a first one, which I think was the right decision. And then they do do a post-credit scene, which I could still have lived without, but mm-hmm. it's Marvel. You're going to have a post-credit scene. Luckily, because my worry is, are they going to break the tone that was so beautiful to leave with? They sort of do and they sort of don't. So you're mm-hmm. in the city, people are turning to ash around them and you've got Nick Fury and what's her name? Kobe um, Smolders. Um, like, yeah, together and people... Are, and I like that idea because it's following through of, oh, people have disappeared, so a car's crashing and mm-hmm. then a helicopter's crashing. Yeah. Like, what that means to the world. Because mm-hmm. that was the only problem. It's like, oh, we're not seeing how this actually means to the world, just to our battlefield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. he's trying to dial someone and then and then Nick Fury disappears as well. And then we see on it as a symbol. And then that's when everyone in the cinema looks mm-hmm. at each other like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I turn around to look at you and you're like, I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. So he's calling Captain Marvel, which is one of the next films which takes place in the 80s. And that's who Brie Larson uh, was uh, cast as. Um, and she's, yeah, a big, big, big. Well, I'll say a big deal in the Marvel Universe. She is in terms of powers, but she's never been that uh, that beloved i don't mm-hmm. think but right. she has a cult following and people are excited about the new movie and it will be their first female-led movie uh, which is a big deal for cool. the mcu yeah mm-hmm. 20 it'll be like the 20th movie and their first mm-hmm. female-led movie so yeah that end, end credit was not end credit and uh extra scene after the end credit mm-hmm. felt a bit like it kind of reminded me a, a lot of these like dramas about rapture right yeah yeah, the rapture. Yeah. It did all feel quite religious. Yeah. The end of it. Um, just, yeah. I could have done without him saying mother effer. He like yeah. starts to oh, say yeah, that, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And that, that ruined the tone of that for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, that, I do that, know what you mean. That one little section. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at least he didn't say like, you know, like a pun on snakes on a plane or whatever, but with Thanos in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um No, I agree. I agree. It's one of the things like, all right, we got to see something else, which I'm fine with. And they set up Captain Marvel, but, and it's a long credit. So, mm. you know, sure. Most yeah. people probably won't get to it. But for me, like that last shot of Thanos was how I want to go out of that mm-hmm. movie. Like that was, 
and then release that other bit online or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I feel like there's so much more to say, but yeah, I don't know. Do you want to give a list of names who turned into Ash? It's, it was everybody. It was, so, it, was, it was really nearly everybody. And yeah. that was a problem because I was mm-hmm. buying it to begin with. I was like, wow, they are doing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, like you say, once Black Panther goes, yes. <laughs> you know, they're not oh. doing this. <laughs> and Spidey goes. Um, it was a lot of people. Yeah. So we will be starting the next movie with largely the original crew. That's the odd thing. What you're oh. thinking is they're going to be getting rid of the original crew by the end of mm-hmm, this movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, are they going to kill Cap or are they going to kill Iron Man? Mm. No, we've got Iron Man still. We've got Cap. We've got War Machine. Uh, we've got Scarlet yep. Widow. Yeah. Um, oh, no, Scarlet. Sorry, oh. Scarlet Witch. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. Uh, we've got the original team. That's oh, who's that's there. Cool. Um, we've still got Hulk. Yeah. Like they're the original Avengers. Right. They're the left. Um, and maybe they'll bring Hawkeye in then to complete that <laughs> set. <laughs> I guess Ant-Man will be pulled in for the next one then because they'll need some help. And but obviously Nick Fury's Captain gone. Marvel. Nick Fury's gone, yeah. But he's died so many fucking times in these yeah, movies. Guess, it's yeah. like, just get rid of him. Like, come on. Um, yeah, that was an interesting choice. I think that we will start the next one with the original team and presumably mm. Captain Marvel turning up at some point. Yeah. Or definitely turning up at some point. Um, yeah, and I guess Ant-Man joining him. <laughs> Who did we got from the Guardians? Did anybody make it out of the Guardians? Did Star-Lord make it? No, he went. Oh, he went. I think Rocket... Was Rocket? Rocket was still around. Yeah. Rocket was yeah. still yeah. around. Groot went. And Groot went. Uh, Star-Lord went. Gamora's dead for real. Yeah. Drax definitely went. Mantis but went. Went, yeah. Um, so it's just Rocket. What about Nebula? Mm. Was she still around by the end of this? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we didn't see her disintegrate. That's a shame. Yes, um. I know. <laughs> I wanted her gone. But she was pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. that, I like that shot where they like they had a sliced up depending on the perspective you looked at and then mm-hmm. it kept panning oh, back. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that and was then they really kind of cool. moved in front so it looked like yeah. she, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. That's pretty nasty. I kept thinking like, yeah. what's the rating of this again? Because there's no violence, but mm-hmm. dark themes for sure. Yeah. In a Lord yeah. of the Ringsy way again. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. stuff that's like, oh, that's actually unnerving. It was her constant screams, wasn't it? During yeah. the scene yeah. as well. I was like, mm, well, that's quite dark. Yeah. yeah. And again, just Thanos not showing empathy no. while still showing that it upsets him deep down. Like is I think really yeah nasty mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um yeah I hadn't thought about that until we said it but that's actually really interesting Avengers four next year will start with the original Avengers mm, basically that's pretty um, cool. and Thanos sitting on his home planet so I mean rockets their only way to get to space I guess I had one question okay mm-hmm. so everyone's up in space uh, Heimdall is uh, what's his name Luther Oh, Chris, um, uh, uh, Edris Elba. Edris Elba. Uh, he's dead he's as well. He died dead, yeah. properly. Yeah, so we forgot to mention him. Dead, um, dead. He is the path maker essentially between, you know, the universe. He can create these rainbow bridges rainbow and always puts, <laughs> I don't know, everything sounds dumb when you say that loud. <laughs> and could put Thor on, you know, Earth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he uses it to get Hulk onto Earth. For no reason other than we need Hulk back on yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. It was yeah. kind of like, why would you do that? Yeah, why not Loki or, you know. Anybody. Um, uh, but then he's dead. Mm-hmm. But then in that battlefield out of nowhere, Thor suddenly turns up. Yeah, because he now has his special... On a rainbow bridge, axe. though. He lo- it looked like a rainbow bridge to me that he turned up on. And that confused me. Was oh really okay rainbow. because he can fly but he'd always get to earth he needed that pathway to be open yeah but now he's like the new odin Heimlich? isn't he <laughs> that's a maneuver <laughs> <laughs> he has special powers now he's he yeah maybe because he's the king now of asgard yeah. and now like he got rid of his uh his um hammer and now he's moved on to an axe which is you know yeah an interesting he does get an axe in the comics so i like that oh does he yeah oh, i see we should also mention that this movie starts with all the asgardians are dead mm-hmm. like i don't think there's all anyone from asgard left now other than in no, him because thor was the only survivor of that ship yeah and hulk but yeah yeah um yeah that, but i just bothered me i was like how the fuck did he end up maybe we should just not unpick the logic of this film <laughs> or any superhero film maybe there'll be an extended cut that's four and a half hours long that'll come out on blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> um all right i guess we should wrap this up then we've been going for an hour and five minutes uh, that's plenty for this we're going to be mm. talking about it i'm sure though on the regular podcast for some time to come 
and still at some point in the future i am intending to do an mcu retrospective um so we'll deal with it properly when we get to that i'm just uh yeah i'm just really elated i really am like like i had problems throughout but in a movie that big heck you know i have problems you know um but for me, this this was my Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I just hope now that the second part can live up to this. And I know it won't be as good for me because the second part has to have a happy ending, surely. <laughs> like the second part can't end in the bummer that this did. Otherwise, I mean, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> the second one is, no, really, everybody's dead. <laughs> and the Spider-Man 2, we don't care about money anymore. We're not going to make sequels to our biggest properties. Definitely. <laughs> We're just going to leave you with Ant-Man and Clint and all the rest of the Marvel movies will be Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Um, yeah, I fucking, I fucking loved it. And again, I just want to say like, I, I can't infuse enough how much it's Thanos that made this movie for me. Like the rest was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of fun. I thought they balanced characters phenomenally well, gave almost everyone like the perfect sort of amount of screen time, made everybody useful in different unique ways. Like you were saying, Lee, that made sense to their character and that made them mm. useful. That was great. But Thanos took this to a whole different level. And mm-hmm. that was the one thing I never expected. Never expected because Marvel just aren't good with villains. And they finally did it. Mm-hmm. That makes me so happy. So happy. Any final thoughts from you guys before we sign off? No, I was just pleasantly surprised. Yeah. As you know, as someone who wasn't massively excited going into it, I'm really pleased I was there to see it on the, awesome. the no. first night. Yeah. It feels know, like an event. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was ready to like not like it at all, but yeah. yeah, like what you just said, like it was very exciting to watch that unfold on the big screen. So for you, Haruka, it's yes. all done now. You don't need to see any more Marvel movies. You can. I you think can I'm gonna a, go and watch the you're ones fill in I the didn't last see. Gaps. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. All right. And you, Lee, are interested in filling in some of the gaps, maybe. Which yeah, is, no, definitely, and awesome. uh, and certainly when the you know second part to this comes out. Mm. Well, let's um, yeah, let's go again this time next year. Let's do it. Yeah. Do that one All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, we will be back. Actually, we will not have a regular podcast on Tuesday. I don't think there might be something for America. We'll see. But we will be back this Friday with the next installment of our, of our Romero's Living Dead uh, whoop, whoop. podcast. If you're listening to it this week, um, Haruka, me, and Christina are going through all of them. And this Friday, we are dealing with the crazies. Okay. Technically not a Romero's Living Dead, but listen to it to find out why I made them watch that movie. Um, And yeah, if you listen to this from way in the future, let us know how it goes. Uh, I've been your host, Mr. Al White, on all the social medias and on the Xboxes, Ruka Abe. I am uh, Ruka.Haruka on Instagram and Haruka.Abe on Twitter. And Lee Comley. I'm Lee Comley ITV on Twitter and Lee Comley on Instagram. Is that because you own ITV? I own ITV. <laughs> I'm incredibly rich. And we're out. Geeks. 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 I'm just taking that little clip. <laughs> <laughs>